Hi, I'm Mary Davids, and I am the owner of DM Consulting Services, LLC, a, a consulting service in South Florida, handling HR consulting, employee engagement and development, and career and leadership development coaching. This, this, is, this is Diversified, diversified game, 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 game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey! It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, we're talking consulting, folks. You know, that's one of my favorite conversations to have, especially for you entrepreneurs who have started to make some money. You've gotten into the six figures, maybe seven and eight figures, and you say, I need help. I like to bring on fellow consultants because with a team, you get the dream. So I have Mary Davids, and you can check out MaryDavids.com, and links will be in the description no matter if you are listening or watching globally. But Miss Mary, how are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that in these uh, crazy times that we are in, but we're, you know, mostly maskless or... Um, hopefully, but, um, yeah, I, let's get into consulting and what, you know, the type of consulting that you just love to do that you wake up to do to say, you know what, I could have clients doing this every day, all day. Like what is your favorite one thing to do as a consultant? My favorite thing to do. Well, I know I'm going to, I'm going to answer this <laughs> in twos. Okay. Because I have the different, different ways. I love them. My first consulting work that I really love is employee engagement. And I love that work because I truly believe people should love what they do. Everyone wins that way. They should feel appreciated. They should be able to tie their work to their overall mission of the organization, but also their personal values and how they want to contribute and spend their life and their time. So I love doing employee engagement and development work when I'm hired by corporations. My other half is I really love career and leadership development for individuals. I love that work because it's, it's along the same lines, right? Why wouldn't you be able to, you know, why shouldn't you be able to find work that you really love and enjoy, spend your time there, most of your life working and, and getting paid well doing that work. So I'm passionate and eager to help people who want to live a better life overall through their career and find success in that, but also for business owners who want their employees to believe in the work they do and believe that it matters and understand fully their contributions to the workplace. Well, you know, I don't mind things in twos. I take all things in twos. It's all good. <laughs> uh, you know, because sometimes you can't pick. Sometimes you can't no. choose. And and it is it is what it is. And I believe that, you know, if you feel, folks, that you should have things in what society says, be your own consultant on your life and just be upfront and honest. Now, tell me with the, you know, working from corporate to like, you know, individuals who are getting it together that's two different like ponds right. two different yeah. lakes two different sides yeah getting corporate business versus getting 
individuals. I mean, can you tell people kind of the difference? Because sometimes people think, oh, if I have a capability statement, I can work with the government. If I have a one sheet, I can, you know, right. get this corporation. But, you know, to even get corporate, it's kind of, I mean, you got to be seasoned. You got to, it's all about relationships. And I guess you could say the same thing with individuals too. So do you see it like being a big difference trying to get the certain business and which one do you prefer? Which one is easier? This is more of a lesson to a fellow yeah. consultant. I think when you're getting corporate clients, it is about relationships. It is about, and, and a lot of my clients that I have now, I mean, I've been nurturing those relationships for years. I'm talking seven, eight years to get the kind of contracts that they just say, hey, I want you to work on this this um you know on this problem for me i want you to be the one to bring your team in so there's no much you know not much of me having to fight and bid with other companies when you have those great relationships but it takes a long time and the lesson that people need to learn is even though our society makes it feel like it's you know rapidly fast and as soon as you get online on social media and tell people what you do they're just going to come flooding to you and they want to hire you and that's not reality people are still people right you still need to trust someone you still need to develop relationships with these people and not only in in um with corporations that person that you know and trust they have to get their team and other decision makers to trust them because they trust you right so it's 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 there's a lot more moving parts when it comes to having corporate clients and nurturing those relationships it's just a different level and it does take a little bit more time but you also get bigger bigger contracts right so individuals are not paying you six figures you know or you know fifty thousand dollars to do work with them one-on-one -on -one in one setting right so a corporation will be more able to do that but that means it's going to take a little bit longer to nurture those relationships for them to build trust amongst themselves and their team so that's that's the difference between the individuals and the corporate clients with the individuals i'll say that the biggest challenge with them is getting them to see the the sacrifice involved in that professional development and taking ownership of that and and being accountable to that in, in an individual basis right so it's it's really something they can't touch when a corporation comes to me for help they know the problem they're like hey this is the problem we need you to come in and give us a solution figure out a strategy for this and here's a specific outcome when you have individuals you know they have an overall desire to want to do something but they haven't really pinpointed the problem and it could be them it could be their you know whatever the issue that, that they have maybe time whatever money whatever their thing is but you have to really kind of dig a little deeper to get them on the same page with you when it comes to what you see in, a, in your professional capacity about areas of their life and areas in their career that they need to adjust and the sacrifice if they're willing to make that sacrifice you don't really have to deal with that so much when you have corporate clients so it's just two different ways of of obtaining those that clientele but I wouldn't say I would love more than one than the other because my my work is the same. I'm passionate about the outcome in the same way as to make sure people, you know, love what they do and they get paid well doing it. And that includes corporations. 
Well, and, you know, you're no stranger to knocking down doors, being a Delta. Um, you know, you guys. <laughs> but tell the people, you know, some some tricks and, and, and tips that have helped you with the networking, because, you know, you're in, in Port St. Lucie, um, yeah. the South Florida Black Chamber is yeah. a new chamber out there, real, real heavy. And, and I'm attending their event upcoming, too. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad that you're attending the event. And if it's this Friday or what people you'll know as maybe this Friday, I'm actually a new board member uh, for the, oh, the chamber. So, yeah, just got that news yesterday from Sir Oliver himself. That's so, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And for me, it's, you know, it, it's great to see all the entrepreneurs. I just love entrepreneurs. But I want you to tell people knocking down those doors and those tips and tricks that you have learned that could help them because, you know, we go to school all this time and people think, oh, I'll just get hired. Or I'll just get clients. And it no. doesn't work like no, that. No, no. They don't teach you the other half of that. And that's where people like me come in. Uh, you know, you can get the job with all your skills and all of that. And that's great and well. But keeping the role and keeping the relationship requires an investment on your part, a consistency, a clarity about what you offer and the value you bring. And the thing that I've learned, the biggest lesson I've learned in, in owning my business and building these relationships is you only build trust through consistency. You cannot expect people to trust you if your business or whatever you're offering or your genius is not consistently being displayed with a, a, an outcome that they can see or you're consistently sharing your value and you're getting better at that work so that's how they build trust and a lot of my relationships come from people who've known me from years but my business excuse me comes from people who know me for years and i'll walk into a room and this is one of the most um eye-opening things that happened to me before the pandemic i was in an event in broward county and um, I forget what it was about, but I was it was like a, maybe an awards event. And I walked into this room that it was a um, not not too big of a space. But can I tell you, when I walked in, I knew someone and I'll, I'll say I'll go far to say I knew 90 percent of the people in that room from the moment I stepped through the front door all the way to the back of the room. I knew someone every step I took. I knew them by name. They knew me. They knew my business. And this was not a small, you know, not 20 people. We're talking about at least 150 people or so in that space. And I'm saying this to say all of the people in the room, they were successful in their own right. They own businesses or just individuals doing their thing. Um, but I knew someone over the years that I have been doing my work and being in the community and adding value to, to businesses and people in different ways. And I left that night feeling like, wow, people don't understand how long it takes to nurture these relationships and to walk in a room and know all, you know, most of the people that are in there and in different ways, you met them in different points of your business and your life, but they all are successful and they're all um, knowing you and your contributions that you make and you have genuine relationships with them is a big deal. And it's not superficial relationships. So it's just, it, but that takes a lot of time. And, and that was eye opening to me to say, you know what, I can actually see how building these relationships and nurturing them it's right in front of me now i can see i'm in a room with people that that know me for the work that i do 
and and they they think that that work is valuable enough to speak to me in a public setting and talk to me about my business and how important it is. So that that's a really big deal. So you want to strive for relationships like that. You want to put your time in, go and support people's events, go and, and give your contributions and tell them about why your work matters and how it can help them or someone that they know and be consistent in that. And doing that will help you to build the trust you need when people will think of you when there's an opportunity. Amen. Amen to that. Because, you know, when people ask, what do you really do? you know, a consultant and, and, and even PR it's, it's, you're connecting people, whatever marketing you're connecting your client with those who, you know, want to buy. And what people don't understand is sometimes you have folks in the room who have dated, who have went to elementary school together. Mm -hmm. um, especially in like in the government contracting world, you find out someone, someone's father did business together and you're like, why are they keep getting business? They've known each other their whole life and people do business with people they know and trust right. and, and, and like for the most part. Right, Sometimes, right. you know, Accountability is a big deal. It's a big deal. You have to be pretty darn good at your work in order for you to have some unlikable part of you. I mean, you have to be like the best ever, right? Because people are not going to work with you if they don't like you. People, presidents don't get elected because they're you're good at your job. You've never had the job. That you get elected because they like you. And that's the truth of it. At the end of the day, these are the elements that they don't teach you in school. You have to be good at your job, but you also have to be likable and be able to work with people. Like that's that's what determines your promotions. That's what determines how many clients you get and who says what to who. Like it's a small world at the end of the day, no matter what industry you're in, people talk and you don't want to have a reputation that's negative about you because they won't want to work with you and they you can't build trust that way. Amen. Amen. Now, you know, you consult, but you also write e-courses and you speak. Talk about the e-courses and what people when they go to your website, um, what they can, you know, learn how hands-on um, are, you know, some of your courses. Of course, they can also book you in person, but just the e-courses where you can make money in your sleep. I like those. Uh, <laughs> I, I like them. I like, well, waking up and saying, oh, so-and-so bought a course. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a great feeling. That's why she laughed, folks. It's like, <laughs> whoa, you know, it's, 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 it's royalty money at the end of the day. So talk about, yeah, talk about your courses. So um, I only have a few e-courses up now. We're revamping on the back end to open up our, our portal with more. Right now, we offer the most popular ones, which are the salary negotiation, your um, resume reviews, and your interview etiquette. Those e-courses walk you through step-by-step, step, and these are recorded videos of me giving training, and there is some tangible documents you can print and go over after our course and during the courses. These help you to elevate within your career. So these are really for one-on-one, -on -one, you know, people who are trying to um, climb the corporate ladder, you know, better themselves in their professional development, you know, get that job, ask for the right amount of money, which is a huge issue in our community. 
community. Um, you know, we con contribute a lot, but not really knowing how to clearly articulate our values so it can be understood in compensation terms. Um, that's one of my most popular courses. And then if you can't, um, you don't have the budget to afford someone to professionally write your resume, I have a resume class that, that will walk you through what things you need to have on your resume, how you need to make sure that it is clear about your value that you brought to each particular role so that it doesn't go you know, in a black hole and you don't hear from an employer. And then when you finally get that um, call, you know in the interview uh, e-course, you know how to answer the questions and you know how to prepare for questions that you're, not, you're uncomfortable about and questions that may scare you and you think you'll stumble and therefore not get the opportunity um, for that role. So I love my e-courses because it just takes the same value that I bring one-on-one -on -one to people and it, it puts it in a place where they have access to it 24 seven. It's lifetime access when they enroll and they can share that information with their community to better themselves and hopefully get better opportunities in the workplace. I love it. I love it. And you, when we talk about the community, you know, we, we can talk about success all day and being able to have your business where you can provide for your family and, and do all the cool things that consultants, coaches and speakers get to do. Can you also talk about the community give back that you are doing or that you plan on doing in the future? I, uh, my heart is in volunteerism. I mean, that's where my heart is. When I, when I got my first job, uh, a little, little back history of me, I, I, for a brief time when I was younger, my mom passed away, I became an orphan and I spent a, uh, some time at a teen shelter. And when I graduated high school, got my first real job, um, the first, very first thing I did was I signed up to be a volunteer because you had to be 18 to be a volunteer at that same shelter. And because I knew I wanted to be someone that I needed, right? I wanted to give back to my people, my community, because I realized, you know, we didn't have the tools um, that we needed. And a lot of times it's, you know, circumstance in life happens, but you really need people who can recognize and understand your plight in a way and relate to it, but also to give you the tools uh, with a genuine desire to help you and nothing in return. And I just, I just know that that's, that's the gift that keeps on giving. And at the end of the day, of all my work that I do and, and get paid for, my heart is in volunteerism because you never know. I love the idea of you never know how many people you've impacted. And, and when you leave this earth, that's just the residue you leave behind, right? You've changed someone's life for the better. And and it's okay that, I, that they don't tell me, you know, but I just want to know I left my mark and I did it because it's what I was supposed to do and what I was gifted to do. And not because I wanted something in return, but because I have a, I know there's a need in our community and I have a genuine desire to help my people to to grow and develop and and create generational wealth and build their families and be you know successful in their own way and if i can contribute with my little part of society um to society that that makes me happy <laughs> it just it just brings me joy um so i do volunteerism i've done for years i've worked with the national urban league and the brown county urban league as well um and I, I work with many organizations who have a desire to help underserved communities and have a plan to um, help them in all areas of their life, whether it's, you know, 
homelessness or getting into college, et cetera. Uh, that's where my heart is because those people, those kids, those young adults need it most. When they start on track, if you can get the right tools to someone um, at the foundation of their of their life, adult life, then I mean, it can last them a lifetime. Like it's it's something that's priceless. So I do I do a lot of volunteerism because um, especially when I was working nine to five, you know, full time in corporate America, when I was doing work that I didn't love and I was just getting a paycheck that wasn't fulfilling me. And I always tell people, if you if you're stuck between a place of I have to get this paycheck and but I'm not doing what I love, then volunteer. You don't need permission to do the work that you want to do. You like nobody's going to say you can't do this. You know, you don't have to rely on a company to give you a title, um, you know, and pursue that, you know, all your life without it being tied to something that's your personal value, something you're passionate about. You don't need permission to go help someone. So do that work if that is what fulfills you. And the only way I survived in corporate America doing work I really didn't like a lot was because I committed myself to volunteerism. This even though it was a sacrifice, it filled the hole that was there, you know, sucking me dry from working for corporate America in roles that I didn't really like, that that weren't tied to my passions. So volunteerism has a deep history in my life, um, and and I, I, it's, I'm, it's very close to me. And I commit myself and my time, and my business to at least two volunteerism uh, opportunities um, for companies every year. I set aside that time. So no matter what. Um, I have this these slots set aside every year in my business so that I'm not stuck between am I doing this for free or, you know, you know, that kind of um, issue, because <laughs> that's something, too, that we kind of get stuck in. You know, I don't want to do work for free, but I want to get my name out there. So I did put a limit on that. But um, I do volunteer uh, still in my business and I love it. And I think everyone should. And I'm glad you said that because I was going to say just because you hear her going for sainthood, do not try to hit her up asking for free 99. No, um, no. She does, she, <laughs> no. she does, does, does enough of that. Two. Just two but, spots. <laughs> yes. Um, it, but tell me in the power of two, we keep talking about two, y'all. Maybe you guys want to put two dollars on two um, somewhere. But w at what age did your mother pass? Like, how long were you? Um, in the show um my mother so i was adopted me and my brother and my sister were adopted i was adopted when i was six months old and my mother um she was a foster parent and she adopted three of us and we moved from california to florida when i was younger and she passed away she was a single parent adoption which was very hard back in the day um so when she passed away when i was 17. so i was the youngest and i hadn't yet graduated high school yet so when she passed away that was it we became orphans well i did because i was under you know 18 well really 24 um is what the age is but um I was 17 when she passed away and she passed away uh, in February, February the 8th, um, 20 days before her birthday. And my birthday is in February as well. And I feel like in some way she was waiting for me to get 18 years old because um, we were right there in February. But um, she she struggled with her health, but she passed away and I did graduate, which was very hard to do, but I did it with the help of my of my community, of my of my teachers, my school, my high school actually raised money for us to bury my mom because um, we didn't have money. I did not have the money. She didn't have life insurance. 
to bury her. And my school actually raised the money to help me to do that when I was in high school, my senior year. So um, I know what it's like to be alone, to be homeless, not know the answers and feel like you don't have options. I completely understand that. So that's why I'm so passionate about helping young adults so that they can have resources and can see that, you know, there's no plan B sometimes. You know, plan A has got to work. <laughs> it's got to work. And you that you've got to make it work. And you can't take no for an answer and you can't take less than your worth. If you have work ethic, if you have the ability to digest something that you've learned, then you can do anything. You can do anything. You can learn anything. You can do it. If you can apply what you've learned, that's really what knowledge is. Applying what you've learned. Um, and you can do it. And it's possible, but you've got to believe that you can, and you can't take you know, people, you know, giving you short chains for, for excellent work. Can you tell people, because, you know, you, you went to school, but you also um, extended your education. We just saw, um, you know, uh, Google is giving out scholarships for, you know, certificates. Did you, um, getting your certificates from Dartmouth, getting your, you know, certificates, doing getting your education um extending it online did you have to pay for it are there ways where you can say hey cornell i'd, I'd like to take this and i'd like it to count for credit so i don't want to just you know um take the course but i want to get credit but sometimes those things are so expensive for people and they're like yeah. i don't have money to pay for that education any 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 help you can give or any advice you have to put in the work and do the resource I, uh, research. I will say that a lot of the programs that I'm aware of or have been involved in, I haven't paid anything um, for the ones extended out of my college, you know, out of my master's degree. But um, I didn't pay because I found programs online. You know, someone told me, and this is again uh, goes back to your network. I can't stress enough. The network that you have gives you access to these opportunities. So if you're in a place right now and you're like, I don't really know anyone I think can help me, you have to be strategic. And LinkedIn comes into place with this as well. You really need to be strategic in creating a circle of people that are valuable to you and you can be valuable to them and be specific about that circle. You know, are you looking to elevate, you know, in your career through these certificate programs? Okay, who do I know that that's in the education industry? Who do I know that's, you know, in a business operations at, you know, this company? You know, how can I get access to them? How can I build these relationships? You have to be intentional about your circle. And when you do that, people will share opportunities with you that are not easily, you know, easy to find or openly shared on the, in the public places. So that's how I usually get access to things is my network <laughs> informs me, hey, there's, you know, and when you're in a circle, people are looking out for you. They're sharing information with you. And, they're, and, and it's important that you go to and support people's events. That's where you meet people. Like I'm going to the chamber event on Friday. This is how you meet people and find out what they're doing and what exists out there in the world so that you can tap into that and, and, and better yourself and your business and your career. So there's no um, secret way to do it. It's really being genuine and connecting with others and then you'll get access to opportunities. But if you don't know anyone right now, get online and search. Hey, what are, and the, here's the other blessing. There are a lot of companies, uh, especially since the George Floyd um, case, 
that have said they're they're going to give a certain amount of contributions right to the community and etc blah blah you know they have these programs in place they've created specifically for black owned businesses and that's where you need to take advantage of because this is a rare opportunity that we did not have before that these companies are being held accountable for these things that they've promised and they're saying they're going to be socially more socially responsible and open up these programs tap into those things don't just sit there and wait for things to come to you go look for it and see if your business qualifies or if you qualify and if you don't find out what the gap is what are you missing and then fill in the gap it's really just takes work and and, and you to initiate that search on your own and also build a community of people who can share information with you and you can also and i can't stress enough be valuable to them don't just go to any circle waiting for a handout you need to bring something to the table so whatever your genius is you better be ready to offer it in exchange for the value that your circle will bring to you and and with that is the are there any programs or any sites that you can remember of how you you know got your certificates i mean i get things all the time but i'm always searching so i'm like you know i i'm i'm, I'm hunting for it but for the 14 year old who's listening saying i'd love to have a certificate from dartmouth i really get this digital TikTok and all these things. Is there any way where you know that if they apply, they could possibly get that for free 99? Well, so with the Tuck Dartmouth um, one with Google, that was in partnership with Google. And that's why I say it's important to really look at the corporations because the corporations are sponsoring these partnerships. So for the um, Cornell certificate I have, Women in Entrepreneurship, that was sponsored by Bank of America. So these are these companies' initiatives to support their communities. So if you go to their websites, you know, even Target or just look at the list of corporations that uh, are tied or were tied to or made announcements of helping you know black and brown people and their businesses or their um you know careers to develop and they will have their their programs on their websites and so you can go to google right now and diverse um what is it? i think it says diverse diverse community or something they have on Google. Um, they have these programs that'll take you to a website where you can register and put your information in. And when the next opportunity comes up, now you're on their mailing list and they will email you any free opportunities or programs they have available. Uh, so it's really just about you getting out there and, and searching online. I know Cornell um, for the Bank of America, Women's and Entrepreneurship, that, that's through Bank of America. So that was just sponsored you know, by Bank of America through Cornell. And that was advertised on social media. Uh, one of my colleagues sent that to me through Facebook, I think it was, um, saying that they had an ad there that you could, uh, they were accepting 100 women to sign up for this entrepreneurship program. So, and I just signed up and I completely forgot about it, to be honest. I was like, okay, so any opportunity that comes your way, sign up for it. And it could be six months from now and you will be surprised you can get selected um, to be one of those people. And that's just really how it works. It's really by chance, but you really have to put your name out there and get in, get into those websites and fill out that information, take the time to, to fill out the applications and get on the list for freebies and you will get invited to those freebies because they need people. They need people, think about that. They need people because they need to show success in those programs. So <laughs> if you put your name out there, some of them you'll get them, some of them you won't, but the ones that you do will be great programs. Just look for them. I want you to also speak to because sometimes people get into these programs and they say, okay, I'm going to do that and I'm going to learn everything about digital media and 
SEO, which is a whole nother class, folks. Um, and, and they're going to, you know, say, I'll, I'll then be able to make that $60,000 that I've heard about at Google or whatnot, or my Instagram or my TikTok will go viral because I'll learn how to crack algorithms. Can you, the why is very important, but in a digital communication class, what are a couple of takeaways that you took away that you learned and say that helped me? Because, you know, some people will just think they're going to blow up after they get that certificate. Yeah. So the certificate is an add on um, to the work you're already doing and the effort that you already put in. Right. So you need to have that same drive and passion that you're going to blow up independent of a certificate. The certificate is a bonus. It gives you credibility, I guess, more credibility, but it doesn't stand alone. So I think that's the reality check people need to understand. It's not independent, right? So it's not just because I have this, I'm going to get all this exposure. It takes a lot of work on the back end. And also when you get into these classes, build your networks, add to your network, build relationships with people in the class. The biggest lesson I learned even attending that class and many more is again, your community, your relationships you're building with the people, you're learning from people who are on your team or in that course and keeping those relationships, maintaining them after the class, you know, applying what you've learned to your business that's already existing or what you're trying to pursue uh, and then taking those relationships on on yourself outside of the class space and saying, hey, I'm going to reach out to this person on LinkedIn and say, I really, you know, whatever, continue the conversation offline. Try to get to a place where you're continuing conversations beyond the course because the courses are only, you know, say 30 days or 60 days for certificate or whatever it is. It's not a long time. Uh, you got to build relationships on top of that. And that's where the reward comes because the more you're talking with people and the more you're understanding what's out there, you start to get ideas and motivated and engaged in that way, drawing you into the industry more, but applying all of the things you've done independent of that course and allowing that to be the value you represent in addition to the course when you're out there marketing your business. So it just, it's a lot of elements you have to consider. It's not just taking the course and learning what's in there because you do get, a, you know, you do get information about, you know, the best sales strategies online and, you know, and you can take notes and apply these things to your existing business of what you're trying to do, but you, it takes work. You have to apply what you've learned. That's real knowledge. And then you apply that to what exists already before you took the class and then you put that out into the marketplace in addition to having your network that was in that course to help support you in that and you support them as well it's it it has to be about a genuine desire to build relationships that will be valuable to you and you're valuable to them and you do you extend that opportunity through those courses because you're all there trying to learn the same thing so why not partner with somebody that's in those courses to help to elevate them and you can be elevated as well and apply what you've learned together um, to help your businesses to grow i can't stress enough the importance of a network i just can't there's nothing beyond that even in college you know you, you still i'm sure you have relationships with people now that you met way back when when you were in school that you trust and you will still connect with them and that that becomes part of how you do business amen amen i went to the harvard of the south grambling state and i mm. have so many people who we're just connected and i've also went to right before grambling i went to a small a small school that was it, you know it's different when it's a hbcu and and you have 
these life connections and you see people doing big things that you can call on them. Um, one, one takeaway that, you know, you keep stressing relationships. And for those of you who are listening, I want you to always, you know, take notes, mental notes, but I tell you dating is like business or business is like dating. So your network in dating, if you got trash friends and they keep introducing you to trash people, you need Come a new network. Now. Tell the people, <laughs> tell the people. You have yeah. to be selective about your network. You have to, you have to be intentional about it. That was a, one of my hardest lessons I learned. If I'm not around people who are pursuing success or have their own ambitions, um, you know, aligned with, you know, what I'm trying to do in their own way, you know, their own ambitions. But if I'm not around people who are doing something, I always say this, look, only take advice from people who have been where you're trying to go or who are where you want to be. That's it. That's the only people you should take advice from in specific areas of your business and your professional development. You cannot ask uh, someone how to make six figures if they've never made six figures. Like, why are you consulting with them and they don't know the roadmap? It makes no sense. Like, please, please, I'm begging you, if you're listening, be intentional about your circle. And although people may mean well, your family, people you've known, they may mean well, and they don't know that they're not giving you good advice. But you have to be intentional about what you absorb. Eat the meat, spit out the bone. Make sure that you're only absorbing advice and being intentional about who you share things with from people who can help you to solve those problems. If you don't do that, you'll make a lot of mistakes and you'll end up running in circles uh, with people who can't advance you to the place you need to be. You know, uh, you know, thousandaires don't hang around with, uh, you know, people who make hundreds, you know, only hundreds trying to be a millionaire, right? Millionaires hang around with billionaires, like, because they want to get to that level, right? <laughs> so it's just like, you just, you can't expect something and you look around your circle and nobody around you has achieved that type of success. And that doesn't mean you just ignore people who you know, it just means that you're intentional about who you seek advice from. And that's okay. It's okay. You're not some type of horrible person leaving people behind. You're just intentional because how can you help them? You can't help yourself, right? A amen. Amen. And you guys can see so many situations where people caught in the wrong place, wrong time. And, and, and any more game that we give, you guys are going to have to go to marydavids.com because that is key for business, for relationships. You know, someone's right now, Mary, saying, well, I keep having terrible dates and I keep having terrible business like no one's hiring me. And it's because you need a coach. So you can go check out MaryDavids.com. She will help you nice. And if you need it mean and upfront and very blunt, then you can go to CPRfirm.com <laughs> and I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you exactly the way that your daddy should have gave it to you. With that, Mary, I thank you for coming on let the people know if there's another place you'd like them to contact you and any last words that you'd like to give. Thank you so much for having me. Um, they can contact me also at slaytheworkplace.com. That's slaytheworkplace, all one word, .com. Um, and there you can schedule a session with me if you need help within your career development or your business. And last words are, I just want to stress more again, um, you know, make sure that you're genuine in all that you do. Make sure you're uh, intentional about who you listen to and make sure that whatever work you're doing, 
uh, is tied to the values that you hold because that's sustainable. You can't have you know, only a pursuit of money um, because those things come and go. You really do need to have a genuine desire to help people or solve a problem in order for others to trust you and find your business um, to be valuable or what you bring to the table to be valuable. Um, and that's it. You guys have been blessed with the game, whether you are listening on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, our latest partner at AYV Radio in Sierra Leone, or even YouTube. Kick up the YouTube numbers. You know, top 2% podcast trying to go to 1% is great. But also kick up those YouTube numbers. However, the game is getting our whole thing is to show you how entrepreneurs started, sustained, and succeeded in business by interviewing people, letting them tell their story. So you won't have to be, you know, 60 years old talking about, can I see a receipt? Um, you know, every every person. That's that's not a that's not a win in life. And it's not a shame to anybody, but it's not a win in life. It's you know, probably one person who's doing that just to get out the house, but other people have to work there and deal with some of the most craziest people at stores like Walmart. So you guys make sure you share the game. So you and your circle will not be in that situation. You can only learn from other people to get better. And you're hearing it from people who are already winning. Go to marydavids.com. Check that out. You guys be blessed. Hi everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia. Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth 1,000 South African Rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African. I already know how it's like. I know that, you know, when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always wanted to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to. Um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.